0: Hello there, you're very welcome to the Bowden Beat, the podcast on all things Bally Bowdoin, St. Enders. My name is Derek Ryan. We've had two episodes already where we chatted to Rob McDade, Oskailga, and uh, Paul Ryan, Osperla. We're delighted to be joined today uh, by 10-time All-Ireland winner with Cork, the legendary Valerie Mulcahy. Valerie, thanks a million for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Derek. We'll get to the small matter of your incredible career uh, with Cork in, in a few moments, Valerie, but first things first. Uh, you're a legend Cork, GAA, As I mentioned, and of Rockbawn in uh, Cork. How did the connection with Ballyboden St. Enda's come about?
1: Well, actually, there's a lovely connection between Rockbawn and Ballyboden. And um, one of my play- uh, teammates when I was playing with Rockbawn uh, was Susan White. And uh, when she re- relocated to Dublin, she joined Ballyboden, and she had a lot of good things to say about it. And she had great success there, and she's actually was a team member of Orla Smith who's on um, my Ballyboden women's management so um, a lot of connection there Um, Susan actually won an All-Ireland junior All-Ireland and intermediate All-Ireland with Rock Vaughan and then when she went to Ballyboden she won the senior club All-Ireland so um, for a long time there she was the only woman to do it until uh, Moorn Abbey had, uh, had achieved that great feat with the the same club being able to do it in in all three grades, so um, yeah, there was a connection there. I think um, I just relocated to Dublin um, last year, I took a year out of teaching, and was in the Rathfarnham area, and um, was slightly um, uh, what would you say? Um, it was it was Deborah Heavy who uh, would have come, on, you know, would have um, probably planted the seeds in my head about maybe taking part and. Um, um had visions for the the women's section and um she kind of felt that there was a need for an injection of of something new and maybe from something someone outside so um it ended up being a good fit
0: Who so knew there's such a big connection between rock Bond and and Bally Bowden at the Fairhouse road eh <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah there's a big connection there so you took charge by writing saying that in towards the uh, summer of 2019 that's that's right is it what's when you, uh, you you came yeah, on board in the
1: the end of twenty nineteen and um, getting an opportunity to um, get to know the players and have a good preseason. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> after, after actually we had a lovely we had a lovely weekend down in Dingle um, at the Podioche weekend, and um, is uh, that ended up being the last for matches for a long time with um, the world, you know, being in a in a global pandemic. So. Yeah. We were actually very grateful that we went down to to uh, Dingle, to a beautiful part of Ireland and really uh, had a wonderful time and, and you know getting that camaraderie back and getting a bit of football in and um, looking back now was so glad that we we had that opportunity and I think that's what COVID has taught us all, hasn't it that you know to appreciate to appreciate everything and the small things and just getting out and playing.
0: So you've had a nice smooth couple of years in charge so far. <laughs> yeah,
1: now, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been plain <laughs> so sailing, really. Yeah. I think
0: it's been uh how how did the ladies section manage throughout lockdown? Uh, how did you find the the whole, you know, obviously not being able to train in groups for large parts, for training individually and obviously keeping in t- in touch with Zoom calls, Zoom quizzes, all that kind of thing. How did you manage that over the over the well, the last 16, 17 months?
1: Yeah, I thought like I think the huge thing about anyone being involved with a team of that is the connection and maintaining that connection and and it's it's huge. Like it's a, a lot of it is um, we enjoy the social element as well as the competitive side of of being involved and playing and, and girls have different reasons for being involved. So to understand that too, um, so I think uh, what did we do? We just did do great things. Um, we. Did um, some cook-alongs, and my cousin actually came on board and did a cool-on cook-along where we learned new um, skills. We did uh, hit classes online, uh, yoga. Girls even within the group took on um, different workshops, and we we just tried to vary it up and, and just ensure that connection was still there. And there was you know there was there was bingo nights and there was different things uh, t- to keep the. The phone element going, so we had a nice balance. I feel, and it was good to to keep that connection and link in with with the group.
0: I think we've all had enough Zoom quizzes now to last us a lifetime over the past uh, year and a half. So I, th- I don't think there'll be uh, yeah too, too, too many of those going forward over the next while. Uh, you, you also, I know, yeah. You also um, decided to. back playing towards the uh towards the uh or last summer when when lockdown was lifted last summer that was was that something that you were expecting or not expecting to do when you when you started playing again with Bowdoin?
1: Yeah it's interesting I didn't really envisage it but I like to be involved when I'm coaching and to be kind of in the middle of things and um then I suppose when people started asking me like are you when you're talking out are you talking and I was like okay maybe I could do this or it kind of, uh, the ball started rolling really, and I uh, ended up playing, and um, I guess I feel I can contribute something, and uh, it's working out all right. It's, it's a bit of a challenge with, with being player, coach, manager, and um, but I have an amazing group and and uh, great management around me, so, I mean, it makes things a bit easier, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I guess it's a good segue to talking about your playing career because you were the bane of Dublin uh, people's lives, Dublin supporters' lives for such a very long time. 10 All Ireland's, 10 Munster titles, nine league titles in an incredible career. Uh, some incredible memories over that uh, decade or more playing with Cork. Ah,
1: oh, we had amazing days and amazing times and, and great memories. And um, I think we, you know, when you retire, you get time to reflect on. And the career and being so fortunate to be involved with a great group of people and I know you call out all those um, accolades there, but it, it really is about that bond that you create with others and and who you meet on the journey. And um, you know we had the sad passing of uh, Eamon Ryan over lockdown, and it was um, you know that was very tough on all of us because he had such an impression on all our lives. So. Um, it's it's nice to be able to look back and you know have those lovely memories that we all got to share that probably no one else um probably fully understands you know in terms of any any sport anything like when people go through something together as a group um it, that forms a good bond and it's um it's really kind of intimate within a group and I think uh, yeah we had amazing days and uh, yeah I mean I some of my my most I suppose my best games in that were possibly against Dublin <laughs> but um, you know we, we had a healthy rivalry Cork and Dublin I think it still exists um, but it's healthy and it's we have a bit of crack I have a bit of crack with the girls and mocking with the, being from Cork and there's Neve an Crowley on the Cork from uh-huh. Cork as well and, and the squad with, with Bally Bowden um, so it's all a bit of banter and and you know I think we all have pride in our place but we also respect everyone else within the GA and and that's what I love about the J, you know, that, that healthy rivalry, that um, bit of fun, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get nasty.
0: Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Eamon there. Uh, obviously, now you've moved into kind of coaching management over the past few years. Um, is He's somebody whose who's influence you can see or you, you try and take into your coaching career in terms of how you influence other players in, in the squad, the way he, maybe he influenced yourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um Eamon was the most amazing coach and person and had such an impact on all of us um that were lucky enough to have played for many years with him like you know it was 10 12 years we were like a family so he has a, have he great philosophy and and way about him and I would definitely um use a lot of what I've learned from him um, in terms of dealing with people and being player-led and, you know, trying to get the best out of people and and trusting players and um, enjoying it, you know, just enjoying it and keeping it simple and and playing football and and not taking everything so seriously and just appreciating things. I think, you know, he he was very wise. And while we were very competitive, we were also very aware of... just how how wonderful it was to be involved and you know bring it back to simple things. And I suppose since all the lockdown and everything has happened, that's just kind of reinforced that idea that, you know, it's just about the connections. It's about going out there, playing the football, it's about, you know, representing, giving it your best and um, enjoying the experiences and and taking the good times with the bad times and not really I suppose, taking it too seriously um, or, you know, allowing it to affect us too much. But, um, yeah, Eamon was absolutely amazing. And I definitely think about him an awful lot when I'm mostly his, actually when I'm out on the pitch and, you know, um, hoping I've made him proud and, you know, having, having loving
0: memories. Um, obviously, your, your team with Cork uh, dominated for such a large period, uh, dominated ladies football for such a large period. We've seen that over the past, you know, 20 years or so, the Kakenny Hurlers dominating uh, at the start of the, well, about 20 years ago, or certainly the last decade, they dominated for large parts over a 10-year period. Then Dublin men's footballers and the Dublin ladies footballers doing something similar now in terms of that domination. This is the million-dollar question, Valerie, I guess I'm going to ask you, but in a lot of ways, can you see the, the kind of key ingredients <laughs> that the teams kind of share, these kind of teams share, these teams who can dominate for such large periods? Can you see a key ingredient between the two, between all four teams that I mentioned there and even other teams, or is it literally just, you know, are they kind of four freak teams really in a lot of ways?
1: Um, well, I, I'm just gonna see to have the million dollars ready there. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, I think when you're, you're in a team that has a good, when you're in a good setup and you're enjoying it and you're all having that shared vision, and you're all in it for each other, and knowing that, you know, the whole squad and the group is greater than any individuals. Um, there's there's actually a great joy in trying to to stay on top, and I, well, it does come with pressures. It's it's nice to have that challenge of of trying to do better than you did before in order to to stay at the top table, and. Um, it's always easier when when you're winning and having success to have a happier camp so you know that obviously plays a part in things um but i think i think all those groups that you mentioned have great leaders and have have people who are willing to to do what's required and and people who will buy in and give that commitment and help each other and and be good teammates and um, do their roles, fulfill their roles, but I mean, yeah, I mean it goes in cycles, doesn't it? Sometimes, and we've had we've had great success with with Cork, and and they're still thereabouts, and now Dublin women are um, at the top, and it seems that while Cork are challenging them and others are challenging them, they seem to have well, it's definitely psychologically overcome. You know the those defeats against us, um, and that's in the past. And I think they're working really well at, at, developing and and having a big squad. And same with those that you mentioned, um, who dominated in the past, like Kilkenny's and carries of this world, and and Dublin with the main footballers. Um, it's about having a great setup and and getting the right people involved and and having the best players playing, and then having the people who are committed and really eager to, to excel and to who challenge and push themselves.
0: It sounds very straightforward. It's a combination
1: I mean. of many things. No, it's not. It's a combination <laughs> of many things. That's quite, and a lot of luck. <laughs> a bit of luck yes. along the way. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Sports is very interesting. And, and even with the Euros, you can see different things going on, Ed, unpredictableness and, you know, it, it's just that's the joy of sport that's why we're all involved because you can't actually predict what's going to happen and and when it becomes predictable it it gets boring so um yeah it's 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 an interesting one
0: yeah it is and like i say the million dollar question if anyone had the answer to that it certainly would be the the uh the 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 chance for them to, to make a good bit of money from world sport not not just in gaa Uh, we'll get back into the coaching sort of things Uh, what drove you to get into coaching and was it something that was always in the back of your mind that you would like to get into when you were playing that you would like to become a coach and I guess the big question Um, is what the the big differences between playing and and coaching obviously some of them are obvious but do do you do you enjoy the, the coaching as much as you enjoyed the playing
1: um well, because I'm still playing, maybe I don't. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll yeah. that. But no, I think I think we all know as players, like then nothing really compares to playing when, when you're playing play aiming yourself, say play for as long as you can. And um I actually remember having a conversation about Ballyboden and he was very fond of um He had some great friends there, and he came up and did different um coaching courses and um had a link with Ballyboden as well. Um, and you know, Balibone was uh, very much held, he held it in high regard. Um, but yeah, the coaching is enjoyable. I'm I'm a teacher, um, a PE teacher, and secondary student student, and a secondary school teacher, and I enjoy enjoy working with people, and you know, trying to trying. To, I love seeing the process of people developing and learning some things and, and helping them develop as, as players. And Jesus, I was going to say people, but I don't know, can I do that? But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, there's a great responsibility, a great, uh, privilege that comes with coaching and, um, it's, it's great when you can try and create a nice environment and a, a learning environment and one where people will feel comfortable and. Can make mistakes and uh, knowing that, you know, it's not intentional and just trying, working hard, and you know, trying to um, have those traits and instill some some traits and values um, on a group. But coaching is 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 complex, but it's actually can be easy to, you know, if you try and keep it simple and and just um, yeah, I love I love seeing people develop and working on different elements of their game.
0: Is it something that was always there for you when you were playing that you you knew in a lot of ways that you would get into it?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I I would have I would have always studied the game a lot and, and you know, even spoke to say defenders that were marking me on how best this works or trying to like have discussions around um, different like how to get free or or how they could mark, or what I noticed, and just I, I was interested in it. I don't know. Do I always plan on being in coaching? But here I am. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. There's no turning back now, Valerie.
1: <laughs> <But> there is. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, I. I think. Um. You know, a, a lot of, a lot of teachers would would take teams and be involved, and if they have a GA background, or they get involved, and um, you know, there's a lot of reward from being with the with great group. And I think that's what is wonderful in Ballyboden, the, the group of players and the camaraderie and the management group are fantastic. And um, it's, it's a privilege and a, and a pleasure to be involved. And, um, you know, it's a wonderful club. I, I, it's so big, yet there's such a sense of community there. And, um, you know, talking to different people from all over Ireland even who have... who moved up to Dublin in, in, in the past like there's a lot of links to different counties and um it's lovely it's lovely to to be involved and have new experiences and see that especially from coming from um a small club in in near Blarney and Whitechurch kind of area like in Rockbourne, um, that's in a different scale altogether so you know there's there's wonderful like, experience and learning and in being involved in such a massive setup
0: yeah, you mentioned the connections there as well. And obviously that's something that you've, it's been a struggle to try and uh, get together over the past uh, 18 months because of COVID. Obviously, like I say, you took over, or you, you came on board Baddy Bowden and towards the end of 2019, so you only had three or four months of, of those kind of chances to create those connections before COVID hit. Is that something that you're trying to, you're going to hope to catch up on now over the next few weeks and months as things reopen gradually and as games and training sessions, you know, return that you can try and maybe uh, get uh, catch up on that social side of things that maybe was missing over the last 18 months, or at least if not missing, then certainly well, restricted.
1: Well, I think that there's a lot of social benefits to, to being out of training and just even getting there 15 minutes early and having chats doing your your prep to get, and get ready for the ga- for the training or the game. So um, I think actually being out there and training is... It's like your social life as well. I mean, you're meeting your friends, you're meeting people and that's what was very hard in lockdown not having that ability to go to the pitch, have your time with the group and have structure in your life for that. So I think it's wonderful that we're back. We're back training. We're into matches already. It's great in Dublin every Wednesday night. Everything is pretty much planned out and you know the ratio of matches to training is great and and that's what you want. You want to be involved in games and being outdoors. And it's not it wonderful? Like with the the weather that we're having and the summer that you know that's what we love, you know, the, the kind of championship feel, the summer months, the, the nice pitches, albeit the ground a bit hard at the moment. But um I I feel like that the trainings and that if you view that as your social outlet as well, um it's it's helpful and yeah i mean there's going to be a few um different events that we're going to do or or little group group team team things that we're gonna have over the next while. but um just getting out there on the pitch is is wonderful and as i said it, it really has people together and that's where the that's where most of the laughs can happen like you know during training, after training, having the picnics, um, having our Saturday morning rituals and um, going from the gym to the pitch to, you know, a little a little gathering, a little bit of food. And it was lovely there. Actually, a few weeks ago, we had a lovely pride parade or not parade, but more a pride picnic. And everyone wore colours and we had the the lovely pride laces. We laced up our boots and... Um, it was fabulous. Everyone embraced it and the management was it was hilarious. Even Ned floated a, a fabulous outfit on, um, you know, which is that that's what it's all about. It's about like everyone uh, having some fun and getting together and, and supporting each other. And yeah, it was it was it was a lovely, uh, lovely day we had. So that's what yeah. I mean. That's social. That's that's as good as it can get. Like,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess we, we are speaking at the end of June, so it's the end of Pride Month uh, and uh, the GAA. GAA and we've seen it a lot over the past uh, few weeks a lot of uh, you know the ladies football association and and different organizations throughout the GAA have been you know supporting the pride campaign and and, and the GAA diversity campaign as well supported by super Value. how important is that kind of diversity that we've seen over the past few months and the promotion of diversity in these organisations, sporting organisations throughout the country, not necessarily just the GAA, but how important is it from a GA point of view? I guess we're, we're as we're speaking about that that promotion of diversity can be seen.
1: I think it's hugely important, and I think it's what's important is having visibility and just showing that the GA, its parts, community, it's an inclusive environment, and that that sport is is a safe haven. It's a place to be. To feel yourself and to feel comfortable, and and to like it's 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 really important. Um, I think what's more important is that the, just the environment is is open and honest and and supportive. And like we're even thinking there, um, again back to Valley Bowden and and the work they've done with like they were involved in one good club model and um ensuring there was educational programs and around the LGBTQI plus language and different elements of, of that in education and you know that's what's important just having the right language and um, showing you know having that flag flying or the bright laces on to show yes we, we are an inclusive environment we see you and just be yourself we don't want to be labeling people but just we're open to all types of people and we are allies, and and I think it's wonderful that you know Super Value and that um, the different campaigns are, are actively doing it now. And I think that will help change the cultures, and um, it has it has been having an impact, I believe. And there's still a long way to go, but when you hear of Pride um, flags being being pulled down and burnt around different areas around Ireland, so that's that's worrying. But I think if we can you know look at look at standing up for for things like that and speaking out and you know having people with a voice to stand up and speak out i think that's what's important and it'll give reassurance to maybe someone who's grappling with their identity or their sexual orientation and you know that can have a massive impact on someone young or old but you know the importance of the visibility and and that's what's very warming and that was what was so heartfelt you know over the month with everyone in in really getting together and um celebrating and celebrating Ireland you know celebrating the Ireland we're in and how things have changed and how we
0: have progressed while there are still more things to be done. Um I'm gonna we've, we've spoken already about Cork I'm gonna ask you about Dublin now because uh you are an honorary dub at this stage. I don't know if you want to be uh, used, uh, <laughs> t- tagged with that, but you are. Um, the Dublin ladies, obviously, I don't know if you were, you were probably a um, little bit disappointed at the weekend. The Dublin ladies beating Cork in the league final at the weekend in, in Crow Park. The Dublin ladies are on a, a bit of a high at the moment. Uh, they are the team to beat. You, your, your own team was the team to beat back, at, you know, a decade or so, or so ago. The Dublin ladies are the team to beat now. Uh, how do you assess uh, them, and how do, you, how do you assess the championship campaign? I guess uh, going forward now over the next few weeks and months.
1: Well, you know, being from Cork, I'm never going to rule out Cork, but uh, it okay. is probably a hard to look past um, the Dublin women. And um, I guess if I had to make a prediction, I would probably predict that that Dublin will come through. And um, but look, sport is sport, and and I think it happens so. Um, there are a lot of teams trying to challenge and working hard, but I do think that Dublin have have another gear in them, and they're they're probably a little bit ahead of of the rest. Um, but there has been an amazing matches between Cork and Dublin of late, and produced uh, some top quality games and some very exciting games with end to end action and. Uh, you know that's exciting, and um, I I would have loved to have been in Copark actually to to see the match. I know it was being trialled, and they had five hundred in there, and uh, you know that's what you want. You want to be playing in the fabulous stadiums with with crowds, and hopefully we'll get back to that stage where there are going to be more allowed back in. Um, but I suppose we have to be patient on that.
0: Yeah, you mentioned earlier on. Um you know, the kind of what's needed to be a dominating team. And obviously the, 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 the Dublin ladies are dominating in large parts at the moment. And I guess one of the big things about that, we all know about the talent they have, but insofar as maybe the experience that they have on, on the pitch, we, we all know about the likes of Sinead Aher and Lindsay Davey, Siobhan McGrath, who was a player of the match at the weekend that experience seems to be helping them over the past couple of years in terms of just getting them over the line in some games where they are very, very tight games. We've spoken with this before about how a game can literally be be neck and neck and maybe that experience is the bit that gets you over the line to win you a a league title or a game or an All-Ireland. And they have a huge experience in the Dublin panel at the moment.
1: There is indeed, yeah. And I think, you know experience counts for an awful lot and having been in those positions and having learned and often you have to learn the hard way and probably have defeats. But yeah, there is wonderful experience in that group. Um, whilst also there's a lot of young girls who have gotten great opportunity in, in the league and they have developed as players and they're learning from the more experienced players. And that's what, that's what ensures that things continue and that success keeps breeding success that, um, the older girls can impart some knowledge and and show some leadership and the younger girls coming into the squad could learn from them. And and that's the same with anything, club or county, that, you know, you have that that connection, that balance between, you know, bringing on the youth and um, also appreciating the experience. And, you know, you don't always have to be here the fastest, uh, you know, an experienced head might actually work out well. So to to appreciate all the different facets to it and to um, the team, and you know, some people will bring experience, some will bring youth and fitness, and and it's about marrying them all together and um, appreciate all all the different people's qualities and attributes to what, as to what they can bring to the table.
0: Uh, and uh, finally, Valerie, I guess uh, your plans for the year ahead. One of the big challenges that you're going to have to face over the next few weeks and months is trying to topple the core of that Dublin ladies team, which is the Fox Cab team. Fox Cab obviously uh, have dominated. We spoke about teams dominating, and Fox Cab have dominated Dublin, the Dublin ladies' championship over the past six years, winning six in a row. Uh, what is the plan? What is the aim over the next few weeks and months? You've obviously been training for the past few weeks. In terms of preparing for the the league, obviously at the moment and the championship later on in the year, and ultimately trying to to, to stop that Fox Cab machine.
1: Yeah, I think um, we really want to build on those foundations that we set last year, and and we really want to develop our consistency in our performances. I think last year we had a wonderful year in that we were able to get to the semi-final against Fox Rock Cabin Dealy. and we showed that we were definitely up there and able to compete and this year we wanted to probably progress from that and also um, be really competitive for a counter title and really develop develop players and develop our, our game and I think uh, you know we have a wonderful management that are really working hard to ensure that we can do that and um i'd just like to mention you know denise mcdonough who does great work and and travels the the width and breadth of country and the world in order to be a training you know we've Declan, who is like the glue basically that ensures everything stays together he's such a passion and he does some amount of work you know um trojan work behind the scenes and um, then you got ned who ned thought who's is so positive and such a can-do man and and really embrace things and um, we've got Orla Smith who's such a, a club person and is always giving back and is involved in, in one team or another and thankfully we have her for the last uh, two years and has a great, great critical eye and um, you know I think we have a lovely balance group and then we also have, have Dara Gogan who's involved with the, as a goalkeeper coach and uh, come on board so um, you know there's a lot of work Work gets done and trying to develop from the great work that we all did last year, and we had Sarah Denver involved last year as well. So, um, we're going to give it our best shot. We work hard. The group, the group are a great group of and a great squad, and I think we're just going to try and build from last year and and try and develop um, as players and as a group a little bit more. So. watch out for ballymoding <laughs> that's
0: what we'd like to hear uh, well we wish you the very best of love Valerie Denise, Declan Ned, Orla and Dara as well uh, over the next few weeks and months obviously in the league and then the championship uh, later on in the year as well and thanks a million for joining us today it was a really enjoyable chat thanks very much
1: sir thanks for right. with me today as well